This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You bet it is, and we are back in action on Fox Across America, your home for Top Shelf Radio in a bottom-feeding political world. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of today's show. Uh, that's going to be a banger. Our good friend Tommy Laren is going to be in the house doing the dang thing. We're also going to have a grown-up talk uh, with everybody out there that wants to weigh in on this nonsense. Trump is headed down to D.C. today. Expected to surrender uh, and be indicted yet a third time in Washington, D.C. Uh, and we're going to have a grown-up talk about it. 888-788-9910. Um, the one thing I will tell you today, it's Thursday. Things are a little crazy. And uh, as we get underway, okay, everything going on in the universe, okay, whether it's the indictment of the Bidens, whether it is the... Indictment, well, not indictment of the Bidens, potential impeachment of Joe Biden, the indictment of Donald Trump, uh, the chaos in Washington, D.C. Uh, it is a food fight out there. And normally I start the show with a lot of razzle dazzle, bells and whistles, stuff like that. Um, so the point is, when we get on the air normally, it's gay, okay, here's Jimmy's got a couple of jokes. Here's a clip of his kid. Here's like a drinking story from the night before. But in this instance, we're doing like an old school MTV Unplugged. Just some me and you time. Like a fireside chat. Like it's like 1932. And we're just doing some good old fashioned radio. Uh, And the reason being is I always tell you, this is like a show that has like an ethos. You know, we get on the air and we always say, what, the world's on fire. But we're just roasting some radio marshmallows. Okay, but if ever there was a time to do it, it is today. I always say, like, you can help more by being cool. You know, I always say the slogans, be a Republican, be a Democrat, don't be a boop, that whole thing. Okay, but in this moment, um, it's so important that, like, if you want to be part of the solution, you really do embody that sentiment today. You know, there's a lot of news days where we do chippy things. We tell, you know, jokes about Biden or sons of dirtbag. Who left the coke in the White House, Jimmy? But today is one of those days where it's like, you know, when you go out into the hallway in elementary school and the teacher like puts you in the line and tells you to be quiet and that whole thing, like got to be on like model behavior because you're going to walk down the hall. Today's like a good day to behave. I mean, is it going to be a loose show? Yeah. Are we going to tell a lot of jokes we probably shouldn't tell? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because the world's on fire. And one of the reasons we got here is we took everything too seriously and we've been fighting each other harder than we've been fighting our common enemies. And I say it all the time on this country, the two children fighting for control of the toy are now breaking the toy. Okay, so the problem we have is that it's really hard to make progress when no one's truly seeking it. 
That's the issue that you have in this moment. We've got an election around the corner that everybody wants to win, and it's becoming a lot more important to train our fire on that than it is to prioritize this greater good. Why is Trump being indicted? Does it have anything to do with a greater good? Of course not. Donald Trump being indicted for January 6th is something that could have happened in 2021. It could have happened in 2022, and it certainly could have happened at the very beginning of 2023. Okay, it didn't happen because the calculus hadn't been made internally that they needed to play this political card. Okay, it's it's that's exactly why we are where we are. We don't have new information. We don't actually have reason to believe, you know, he was trying to overthrow the government. There's like talk about that from Jack Smith. But is it actually in the indictment? The answer is no. So the point I'm trying to make, okay, is that we've reached this world where the two parties are in, it's just like a, I don't want to, it's got, remember Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV where they just beat each other up? We've just reached that point. It's like almost like a point of no return in terms of the country. I'm not saying we're breaking up, but both political parties definitely have a Tinder profile now. <laughs> they're both like, they're both checking their options on the open market. Uh, because there isn't a greater good. And the truth is, if we were living in a country that had one, it would very much be something we prioritized in this moment. If you're on the left, okay, you can't possibly believe that what they're doing to Donald Trump is good for you. Okay, you're stupid if you think it's good for you. Like, if you're saying, well, it's going to help me win the election, it's not. it doesn't help you. Trump's poll numbers are getting better, number one. But number two, the country's becoming more divided. And in the process of dividing it, we're taking our eye off a very important ball Okay, which is just this reality that the Bidens very well may be compromised. Let me give you this Devin Archer stuff, okay, because the Devin Archer transcript was released today. Okay, and in addition to the transcript, we also have a letter that was written to Devin Archer from Joe Biden. Remember good old Joe Biden? Okay, now if you remember in the run up to the 2020 election, okay, Joe Biden told us with a straight face that he never once talked to his son about his business, nor had he ever spoke to his son's business partners. Okay, here's a letter from 2011. Joe Biden is the sitting vice president of the United States, and it's written directly to Hunter's business partner. You don't say. You're so weird. Okay, here it is. Devin, I apologize for not getting to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. Hmm. A guy Biden never spoke to about his business, didn't know what kind of business he was in, never talked to his partners. Weird that he'd recognize him at a luncheon. But stick with me. I apologize for not getting to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was dealing with the president of China, Hugh. Oh, weird. Hope I get a chance to see you soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed the lunch. Thanks again for coming. And then in handwriting, Biden wrote, glad you guys are together. Now, you understand what Devin Archer and Hunter are doing is lobbying the United States government on behalf of foreign entities. OK, Joe Biden knows that. Which is why he wrote, I'm glad you guys are together, which is why he was invited to the luncheon in the first place. Hunter and Devin Archer, as Devin Archer has now testified, were using Joe Biden's presence in their lives to leverage these foreign entities to get paid. Let me give you the reporting. This is from the transcript. 
Hunter's best friend and business associate sat on Burisma's board beginning in 2014. That's Devin Archer. They also started Rosemont Seneca Partners, an investment advisory firm, together. He confirmed that Hunter put Joe on speakerphone 20 times during business meetings over a 10-year period, which was a signal of value. And Hunter used his dad as defensive leverage. He also told lawmakers that Joe sat and had dinner in person on at least two occasions with Hunter and his foreign business partners, who then wired money almost immediately after the dinners to Biden-affiliated companies. You following what's going on here? So Joe goes out to dinner in person on at least two occasions with Hunter and his foreign business partners. Dinner wraps up. Everybody shakes hands. They send some money to the Bidens almost immediately. In the spring of 2014, Joe joined Hunter and a handful of business partners for dinner at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C. Those at the dinner included Kenneth Raskashiv, Kareem Masimov, Yelena Baderina, and possibly Eric Schwerin. That's possible. We don't know that that's confirmed. But Archer did confirm that Joe Biden was present long enough to eat dinner with the group. Following the dinner, $3.5 million was wired from Russian billionaire Elena Bacharina into Rosemont Seneca Thornton on February 14th. Do you understand? They go out to dinner. Okay. Later that night, the money gets sent to the Bidens. Okay. On April 12th, uh, excuse me, April 22nd, $142,300 was wired into the Rosemont Seneca Bohai account from Kinas Rashkashev, also uh, there, a businessman from Kazakhstan, who was also at the Cafe Milano dinner. Payment was made as a gift to Hunter, who received also received an expensive car, Devin Archer testifying that it was either a Fisker or a Porsche. Now, it is significant because in the Hunter Biden laptop photo, he posted a picture of himself speeding in, the, in a Porsche at 172 miles an hour. We don't know if it's the same Porsche, but the point is he received a Porsche. Now, Joe Biden is present at dinners that end with his son getting three and a half million bucks. Joe Biden is present at dinners that end with his son getting $142,000 Porsche. Okay, Joe Biden is writing letters to his son's business partners saying, I'm glad you guys are working together. Sorry we didn't get to talk at the luncheon with the president of China. Okay, is there any world where Joe Biden doesn't know what his son is doing? The answer would be no. Of course not. And that's where we start today. Donald Trump is getting indicted. Why is he getting indicted? Because it's politically expedient to do so. Joe Biden, as your president is very much engaged in peddling influence overseas. Okay, Joe Biden, who governs like the last thing on his mind is the well-being of this country, is at dinners where our adversaries are paying his son money. Do you get it? Okay, Devin Archer's testimony isn't going to get better from here. It's only going to get worse. Next week, we're going to get bank records. You understand where this conversation evolved from? Okay, this is where it started. It started in 2020 with Joe Biden saying what? Uh, Never once ever talked to my son about his businesses. No idea what he was doing. Okay, we know that we know that's not true. Okay, I'm giving you proof. They not only talked to his son, talked to his son's business partners, went out to dinner, wrote them letters. 
Okay, then it became, oh, the laptop's Russian disinformation. 51 former intelligence officials said it was no good. <laughs> All right, that's not true. Okay. Then he told us, well, it, you know, never spoke to his business port. We know that's not true. Okay. The only thing, the only statement left on the matter is Biden saying he didn't make money from this. Okay, but if Biden didn't make money from this, okay, why did the money Hunter received get sent through 15 different shell companies before it wound up into the bank accounts of Joe Biden's grandkids? Okay, ask yourself that question. Does any legitimate business entity you ever interact with tell you, okay, well, thanks for ordering a T-shirt off our website, we're going to need you to send the money through these 15 shell companies and then over to my grandkids' account. Of course not. They're moving money. They're laundering money. The president is absolutely using his influence to make cash through his son. I don't doubt we're not going to, we're not going to see a video where someone hands Biden an envelope of cash or said here's a briefcase for the money. But we're now down, okay, to our last at bat in terms of the Democrats' credibility on this story. And anybody telling you, okay, that the witness lies to you the first four times and tells you the truth the fifth is an actual imbecile. Like, we're talking weapons-grade stupid. But that's what we're left with now. The story has evolved from no laptop, it's Russian disinformation, to laptop, lie number one. Never talk to my son about his business. That's well out the window, lie number two. Never talk to my son's business partners. Well out the window, documented, lie number three. Okay, you understand, when he's lying about everything, okay, he's lying about everything. Meaning it's like, guys doesn't lie to you about everything for, you know, three years, and then all of a sudden, well, it turns out he just, you know, liked the lie. No, he's trying to throw you off the scent. They were trying to make this go to bed. Okay, Hunter was engaged in a plea deal. That was going to give him immunity for crimes unrelated to the plea deal. Okay, you don't do that. You don't negotiate that if you have nothing to hide. The reason they were putting Hunter's charges to bed, because this was an attempt to put Joe's potential charges to bed. But the Democrats are walking around in a different reality now. They lost the House of Representatives and the Republicans, for whatever you think of them, made good on their promise to dive into the Biden finances and good gosh what they're finding. So it is a little bit of a food fight in Washington these days. But the reason it's getting as rowdy as it is, the reason it's getting as contentious as it is, the reason Trump's about to get fingerprinted for a third time, which I got to be honest with you, is a disgrace for our country. Okay, it's not because Donald Trump is some compromised character who's an existential threat to our democracy. It's because Joe Biden is. Bingo. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing at 888-788-9910. Ron DeSantis was on with Harris Faulkner yesterday responding to these indictments. Had a lot to say about the weaponization of federal agencies. Clip three. Well, one of the reasons I'm running for president, Harris, is to uh, reconstitutionalize the federal government and these agencies that have become weaponized, the FBI, the DOJ, uh, against political opponents. That's a result of them not being held constitutionally accountable for many, many years. And so when I'm president, uh, we will bring accountability. We will end weaponization. And that regards to new leadership at the FBI, DOJ. We're going to take power out of D.C. Uh, we're going to return it to the American people. All right. Sounds like good campaign platitudes. Uh, But, you know, the truth is, what do you do right now? What do you do right now where the DOJ, you're not in power, Ron DeSantis. And the way the polls are going, you're not going to be in power. (laughs) Dude, it is not looking good uh, for Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying he can't get up off the map, but I'm just telling you it ain't looking good. But what do you do right now becomes the question because you've got a weaponized DOJ targeting its political opponents. And you've got what clearly appears to be corruption on the part of the Bidens. Now, I don't doubt the average American is focused on things beyond Trump's legal plight and Biden's potential corruption charges. It's hard to pay for stuff right now. The streets aren't particularly safe. Okay, inflation's through the roof. Gas is up 30 cents in the last month. Biden is such a disaster. Maybe so. And for that reason, you know, I don't know that people are really that dialed into this political tit for tat, if you will. But I do know it's coming at the expense of all of us. So what real Republican leadership in this moment is not is not what anyone's showing. Okay, like Mike Pence. Okay, trashing Trump. I understand. Mike Pence has. A lot of reason to be upset with Trump, okay? Mike Pence couldn't overturn the election, and Mike Pence is also the reason Trump became president. Trump could not win the election without Pence consolidating evangelical support behind him. And Trump went to the evangelical crowd, who, as you would imagine, had severe reservations about a guy who'd been married three times and was caught on an Access Hollywood tape saying, grab her by the hoo-ha, Okay. But Pence was able to consolidate that support by assuring them Trump would appoint pro-life judges to the bench. And he did that. He kept the promise. So when Trump is, you know, kind of turned on Pence and, you know, is trashing the guy for not overturning the election, which he didn't believe he had the constitutional authority to do, nor did he, nor should he. Okay, it is very transactional. That being said, not even Pence, not even DeSantis, not even Scott. There's nobody in this moment. That's trying to do anything other than navigate the terrain, meaning we're not seeing leadership. We're not seeing like, hey, you go after Trump, you go after all of us. Why? Because they don't want to piss off Trump supporters if they themselves wind up trying to become the nominee. But at the same time, they also don't want to side with Trump because a lot of his behavior was bad. I'm not going to lie. He did some bad things. That being said, what's going on at our DOJ is unprecedented. And real leadership isn't saying, well, I guess I'll sit this one out. It looks complicated. Real leadership is getting out there and making some damn moves. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
So the big indictment against Trump, 4 o'clock today, he's supposed to show up to the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. What the hell is the world coming to? Hard to say because, you know, the big charge is that he was undermining faith in our democracy with a conspiracy to defraud the American people. And what does that mean? It means, in plain English, Trump insisting that the election was not legitimate was grounds for imprisonment. That's the belief in Washington right now. What I'd like to know is what changed between today and, say, 2016, when this montage you're about to listen to was recorded. It is clip number nine. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russian hacking of our election. Hacking of our of our election. Russia hacked our elections. Russia hacked our elections. Stolen election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. The universal assessment that Russia hacked our election 2016. Foreign governments hacked our elections. Most young Americans consider Donald Trump an illegitimate president. An illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. Why is he illegitimate? Legitimate. He just won an election. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. I absolutely agree. Experts urge Clinton Kent to challenge election results. We will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. He's an illegitimate president. Russia hacked our election. Russians hacking our election. Hacked our election. Russia hacking our election. I don't see the president-elect as a legitimate president. Trump is an illegitimate president who stole the election. He is not a president. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice president for candidate? <laughs> Hillary Clinton voters call to overturn election results. More than 4 million people have already signed a petition on change.org calling for the electors of the Electoral College to, quote, ignore their states, votes, and cast their ballots for Secretary Clinton. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. We are the victims of a bloodless coup. <laughs> We're the victims of a bloodless coup. You are so full of sh- Folks, that montage is 24 minutes long. Uh, Libs of TikTok posted something also. Uh, Kara Rychek, you've heard her on the show before. She has a 30-minute montage of Democrats calling Trump illegitimate, saying the election was hacked, talking about the celebrity petition to overturn the Electoral College. That's every prominent Democrat, okay, every living Democratic president, every attempted president like Hillary Clinton, telling you the 2016 election was not legitimate. So when you turn around and charge Donald Trump, I would like to think you'd be able to show some type of a difference between what he said and what they said. Wrong. No, no, there is none. Okay, you can tell me that, well, Trump was saying it and he knew it wasn't true. Now, I don't know how that we prove that because you got to get inside the guy's head. But even then, there's not a distinction. You want to know why? Because we now know through the Mueller probe and the Durham report that the whole Russian collusion narrative. It was made up by these sick people. The Clinton campaign created it. They created a narrative to give them a counter to the private email scandal that was so politically damaging for her in the summer of 2016. So they went out and flat made up a story about Trump colluding with Russia. That's just how white folks will do you. So you understand when Hillary Clinton is out there after losing the election saying he's illegitimate, he knows, we'll see just how illegitimate he is. Donald Trump knows he won with Russia. She's literally piggybacking off a lie that she started. 
So in what world can you tell me there's a distinction? What, because Trump was a sitting president, so it comes with a little more panache? I don't know, I guess. But does that sound like equal justice under the eyes of the law? No, it's not. It's There's just no way it is. And I'm not telling you that what Trump did was right. Okay, on any level, it wasn't good. Like, Trump could have done this differently. I concede that he had no reason to trust that the Democrats were giving him a fair shake. I concede that we were voting in an unprecedented manner. I concede that his advisors were telling him it was stolen at every turn, essentially just so they could get girls into the White House and get laid. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. If you guys want to have, like, a real human talk right now, just in a raw mood today. It's Thursday. I'm in a good mood, just in a raw mood. Okay, in the aftermath of the 2020 election, okay, you've got the fact that the Democrats had just spent three and a half years proving that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping Donald Trump. The Russian collusion probe completely made up. Okay, that was a attempt to get him out of office, disqualify himself, fire Robert Mueller, make it look like, wow, he must have something to hide. We better impeach this guy. And Republicans would have went along with it because establishment Republicans never wanted him to be the president, never wanted him to be the nominee. Okay, so start there. Trump, during his time as president, was undermined by a completely fake Russian collusion narrative. Completely fake. They then impeached him in Ukraine by accusing him of doing exactly what Joe Biden actually did. They said, well, he called up Ukraine, said, look into this Biden corruption, or we're going to withhold aid from Ukraine. And you can't withhold aid. You can't threaten to withhold aid. That's an impeachable offense. Wow, gee. I wish somebody would have told this guy. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) got fired what an idiot think about that flat out admitting admitting not how we threaten to withhold foreign aid unless they do what we want okay that is exactly what trump was impeached for hey trump's threatening to withhold foreign aid unless the government does what he wants that's why they impeached him they impeached him for what joe biden did correct the mundo and he knew that when he made a phone call to ukraine to say hey can you look into this prosecutor deal Okay, what was he trying to do? What is the charge? Hey, whoa, this guy's trying to start a legal process against his political opponent. You know, like we're doing right now in 2024. Donald Trump was impeached under the auspices that he was trying to uncover information that could lead to the prosecution of Joe Biden, a guy who was his political rival. Do you understand Joe Biden has now his Justice Department has indicted his political rival, the number one guy in the polls by about 40 points, not once, not twice, but three times. It's the exact same thing the Democrats told us we could never let happen in this country. Democrats are so full of crap. But you understand Trump sees how he was wronged. And when Trump is told that he's lost the election in an unprecedented manner because we've had more voter turnout than any election in the history of the world, only because COVID allowed them to weaponize mail-in balloting. I'm not even telling you they were like printing ballots and stealing the election. I'm telling you they were able to juice turnout that way. 
through ballot harvesting and drop boxes, you were able to get people who would never otherwise show up and vote for a candidate they weren't passionate about to simply sign a voter, uh, you know, a voter card and pick it up for them. Drop it off at the drop box. Pick it up once a day at the retirement home. Okay, that's what they were doing. The reason Joe Biden got more votes than anybody else in history, yeah, of course it looks absurd. When you look at Joe Biden, you don't walk away going, oh, this is the highest vote getter in history. I agree with that. Okay, but the reality is we voted in a way that Jews turn out, and that's why he's the highest vote. It's not because he was the most popular. But understand, faced with the reality that Joe Biden can't complete a sentence, never campaigned, when he did, nobody showed up, and Trump has now lost an election after being upended by the Mueller coup, after being upended by the fake Ukrainian impeachment, Donald Trump had reason not to trust the process. And then adding fuel to that fire was the fact that a lot of dirtbag advisors like Rudy, Rudy was a dirtbag. I know so many people that were in that White House, and I will tell you this straight up. We're getting raw. If you're a little kid, tell your dad to put on a song. (laughs) Okay, this is real talk. I'm giving you a heads up. I'm giving you a trigger warning. There are a lot of dirtbag guys who had access to the Trump White House after he lost the election that were actually bringing by, you know, claims of fraudulent election stuff knowing full well they'd be able to show up to the White House with some hot girl, and when they were done hanging out with the president, they'd get laid. I love it when you talk dirty. That's a real thing that went on. It's a real thing. I put my name and my credibility, whatever credibility I have with you behind it, okay? Guys were sweet-talking Trump about the election to get in, drink beers, BS, tell him he's the man, tell him he didn't lose, you know, hatch cockamamie schemes to overturn the thing, and in the process, parading around some, you know, pretty frisky ladies. Hubba, hubba. Okay, that was going on, okay? And Trump was fed this narrative that it couldn't have been legitimate. He instinctively just didn't think it was legitimate, knowing how many ways they tried to wrong the guy. And I don't doubt part of this was his ego, not wanting to concede defeat. The guy has a big ego. Okay, so Trump contested the election. You know who else contested the election? Literally everybody. Literally everybody. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Weird. Anybody uh, throw a SWAT raid or an indictment at Hillary Clinton for that one? The answer would be no. No. So this isn't about what he did. It's about what the Democrats can't do, which is get people behind their ideas, which is win an election, okay, by winning in the battle of ideas. Do you ever notice the biggest policies passed by the Democrats since Biden got into office were all passed under different names? Like to give you an example, the Inflation Reduction Act is a climate change bill. What a fraud. And the minute it passed, what did they say? Oh, we got the greatest climate change bill in the history of this country. Huh. Interesting. So if the greatest climate change bill in the history of the country, why'd you pass it under a different name? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? They passed it under a different name because it couldn't have passed on its own because their agenda isn't yours and mine. He knows what he's talking about. What's the American Rescue Plan? Okay. Biggest spending bill in the history of the country. That is financial lunacy. Okay, the pandemic was over. But because they wanted to push through their infrastructure plan, which was not bridges and tunnels and railroads, it was free child care. It was all kind of college stipends. It was all kinds of woke, you know, gender studies over in Iran. (laughs) Crazy stuff. Okay. 
but they called it the American Rescue Plan. That was the buzz. The American Rescue Plan. That's what we're doing here. And that allowed them, under the auspices of COVID, to fund all those other things. Well, we're rescuing America from COVID, but COVID's over. We're going back to work. Ah, come on. We're rescuing America. Sign a bill. And they signed the bill. They aren't leading the country in a prosperous direction. Okay, this is nothing to do with Trump. It's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with, Trump, with Fox News. Okay. Joe Biden is polling in the 30s. Okay. He has the lowest approval rating of any president to ever seek reelection. Okay. His vice president, less popular than him. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! So this idea that Trump should somehow be indicted for doing exactly what the Democrats have done means it can only be the end result of some type of political desperation. But it's so dangerous for the country. Blake's paying attention. He's down in Tyler, Texas on KTBB. Yo, Blake, where you at, man? On the voter trust. That's the big issue of our day. Yep. And uh, there has been... So much accusations made, but not without merit or not without perception. And Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that this next election is going to be perception confident because we have to see these. The computer tabulation system is 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 unseen. Electronics is unseen, and it has to be monitored in a way where we can verify that the tabulation's being correct. Of course, we all bank, and we know the computer makes a, never makes a mistake, right? <laughs> but when you have access, like the CISA director Christopher Krebs says, that they weren't these machines weren't remotely accessed, and indeed we find out there were, we have a tremendous trust credibility, mm-hmm. well, and we have the same. Tremendous trust credibility when we have a president that tells us that our planet is is overheating because we're using fossil fuels, and yet his um, development over there in the eastern uh, European area is for the the procurement of fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have NASA coming out and saying, wow, we've seen there's undersea volcanic activity that's putting – uh, tremendous tons of moisture up in the air in the high atmosphere, and it's creating a, uh, um, a superheating effect. Yeah. So we need to know who's got the right facts and the truth. We have to get the people honest because we have a serious trust factor, and that's what's yep. going to bring down our, our nation. Yeah, it's not good. No, you're right. Blake makes a great point. Thanks for the call, brother. Um, the truth is, We're coming off back-to-back elections where both political parties said it was stolen. Now, only one political party is being charged for that um, because we're absurd. But understand, okay, that we have a serious problem with election integrity in this country. It's not sustainable. And it goes beyond the last two elections. The Democrats challenged the certification of the Electoral College when John Kerry lost and when Al Gore lost. So it's not unprecedented, okay, to have this happen. But you understand... If you live in a democracy or a constitutional republic as it is, you cannot maintain if every election fosters less trust than the previous one. So what should have happened in the aftermath of 2024, knowing the Democrats said it was stolen in 2016 and Trump said it was stolen in 2020, is we should have had a collective investigation into election integrity. So everybody could have a buy-in. But how did they beat that back? January 6th. January 6th happened, and they're like, whoa, we can't talk about elections ever again. We might get one of these. 
Somebody might shoot a Trump supporter again. We might have one of those pretend white supremacist insurrections. January 6th was bad. It just wasn't what the Democrats told you it was. But for some reason, nobody, nobody who's trying to lock Donald Trump up today wants to look into the fact that that election had reason for doubt. I didn't say it was stolen. I don't have the proof. But I do know no one trusted 2020 and no one trusted 2016. So what does that say about 2024? Okay, this is not about the country. This is not about protecting democracy. It's about protecting the Democrats' political power. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. When you're right. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, doing the damn thing on the radio. I will be on your TV tonight at 9 o'clock, scheduled to be on the Sean Hannity Show, pending any types of breaking news. Uh, if you're listening on the West Coast, and I know a lot of you are, uh, tonight at Grauman's Chinese Theater, right there on Hollywood Boulevard, someplace I just got back from, they're having a big screening of Pee-wee's Big Adventure tonight at Grauman's Chinese Theater. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of Pee-wee fans are going to show up. They're going to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure, probably see some silly bicycles outside. A lot of I know you are, but what am I is, you know, you don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me, Dottie. I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. All the fun stuff. Uh, If you're on the West Coast, get out to Grauman's Chinese Theater and go see these this Pee-wee's Big Adventure screening. I mean, if ever there was a day to escape the rigmarole of Washington and go looking for a bicycle in the basement of the Alamo, today is that day. So give it some thought if you're on the West Coast. Hell, if you're not on the West Coast, just get out there. And we're back in the next hour. Tommy Laren coming up as well on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action. Big hour of the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Doing the damn thing at 888-788-9910. Phone number if you want to be a part of this shindig. I will tell you straight up, it's going to be a pretty rowdy shindig the rest of the way. Tommy Laren is coming by. She's always a great hang. Uh, she is not buying what they're selling from the Biden administration. I don't think anyone is. This guy's a serious ass. I mean, they're now jailing political opponents. It's really gotten to a silly season in Washington. Not a good day for our country. Not a good look. But uh, we'll try to keep people calm. 888 888- Seven eight eight nine nine one zero. If you want to be a part of this shindig, and uh, I say it all the time, there are no prerequisites for fitting in. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. See that? Okay, you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Elizabeth Chappelle isn't going to like this one down in Texas, but don't be a. That is all. As we motor on on a Thursday, champs a little fired up today. Why? Because on my TV screen right now, we're preparing to watch Donald Trump depart his Bedminster, New Jersey mansion and head down to Washington, D.C. for his arraignment. 
Uh, I'm actually watching video footage of this right now. Trump has just entered the motorcade. He's entered his SUV. And now they're getting ready to head down to D.C. It is his third criminal arraignment. Understand that going into this, into this year, into this summer, we had never once ever in the history of this country indicted a United States president, former or current. Never happened once. It's now happened three times. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Okay, it's people that really want to tarnish our image on the world stage, make us look like a banana republic. It's people who want to weaponize the DOJ. Now, again, I'm not sitting here. I don't get on the radio every day and tell you Trump's a guy who does nothing wrong. There's plenty wrong. And Trump's actions in the aftermath of the election, not the best. But if they're prosecutable offenses, then you really have to lock up a lot of Democrats. I mean, understand, what would the distinction be between Trump who's an outgoing president saying an election is stolen, and a guy like Adam Schiff, who's literally the head of the Intel Committee, telling you that Russia stole the election every night on TV, knowing full well he had zero proof. Understand, the Mueller probe was not an investigation. Guys, political theater. They knew going into the Mueller probe. We know this to be fact, that the Mueller probe was based entirely on the Steele dossier which was completely unsubstantiated, okay? Christopher Steele, who put it together for them, was offered a million dollars by the FBI if he could corroborate any of it. And you know what he told them? The answer would be no. Can't do it. It's all made up. Now, they knew that. And a guy like Adam Schiff was still willing to get on TV every night and say, no, no, we've got collusion everywhere. It's not circumstantial. It's bigger than circumstantial. Listen to Adam Schiff. He was saying this on TV. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that. Uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think... So you Director have Clapper, seen direct evidence of collusion? Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and, uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. Should be behind bars. I mean, seriously. If Donald Trump said, oh, it's rigged, it's stolen. This guy's the head of the Intel Committee. It's beyond circumstantial. I don't want to go into I don't want to go into specifics. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Why is he saying he doesn't want to go into specifics? Are you ready for it? Because he doesn't have any. They were gaslighting the American people. So how could you tell me one was different than the other? Well, you don't understand. There was a plot. They were going to flip the electors. They were going to pressure the Electoral College to vote differently than what was sent into the huddle. Oh, so that's the criminal offense? Why did nobody tell the Democratic Party that rounded up four million signatures to petition the Electoral College to do the exact same thing? Why? 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 Because it's a scam. Here's a montage for you. It's 2016. This is just Hollywood. We'll get into the Democrats. I'll play you more of the hacked voting machine uh, montages. I've got so many of them on me. Here's uh, Hollywood. Remember the Unite for America in 2016 after the election. Clip 10. Republican members of the Electoral College, this message is for you. As you know, our founding fathers built the Electoral College to safeguard the American people from the dangers of a demagogue and to ensure that the presidency only goes to someone who is, to an eminent degree, endowed with the requisite qualifications. An eminent degree. Someone who is highly qualified for the job. 
The Electoral College was created specifically to prevent an unfit candidate from becoming president. There are 538 members of the Electoral College. You and just 36 other conscientious Republican electors can make a difference by voting your conscience on December 19th and thereby shaping the future of our nation. That was embarrassing. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. As you know, the Constitution gives electors the right to vote for any eligible person. Any eligible person, no matter which party they belong to. But it should certainly be someone you consider especially competent. Especially competent to serve as President of the United States of America. <laughs> I mean, are you listening to this clown stuff? That's Hollywood. I'll give you the other half of the montage in a minute. The Democratic Party rounded up four million signatures petitioning the Electoral College to defy the will of the voters. They tried to do exactly what Donald Trump is about to be indicted for. That's Hollywood joining them in the mix. People forget we memory hole everything. When Trump won the election in 2016, there was not the traditional cooling down period where the election ends, the not the, you know, President-elect kind of disappears from the public spotlight for a month and a half and then shows up on the cover of Time magazine the week before the the inauguration. Like, here we go, new chapter in America. Welcome. Let's give this a go. No. The second Donald Trump won, they started screaming, he's a Russian. They started screaming, it was stolen. They started screaming, we're going to wind up in World War III. So the Electoral College has to vote their conscience. Let's overturn the will of the people. Let's get get me a dramatic piano. We got a dramatic piano player? I know there's a writer strike. Is there a piano strike? I need a dramatic piano player. Come on. We're going to pressure the Electoral College to literally overthrow the election. Here's the rest of the montage, clip 11. By voting your conscience, you and other brave Republican electors can give the House of Representatives the option to select a qualified candidate for the presidency. I stand with you. I stand with you. I stand with you. I stand with you in support and solidarity with conservatives, independents, and liberals. And all citizens of the United States. Such an The American idiot. people trust that your voice speaks for us all. And that you, you will make yourself heard through the constitutional responsibility granted to you by Alexander Hamilton himself. What is evident is that Donald Trump lacks more than the qualifications to be president. He lacks the necessary stability. And clearly the respect for the constitution of our great nation. You have position. The authority. And the opportunity to go down in the books as an American hero. Who changed the course of history. And you have my respect. You have my respect. You have my respect. For your patriotism. And service to the American people. Unite for America. That was absolutely dreadful. (laughs) This is pretty much the worst video ever made. Folks, that's the entirety of Hollywood. Telling the Republican electors in the Electoral College to skip the election results. Forget what we voted for. Uh Uh-uh. Throw it out the window. Send this back to the House of Representatives. Let them pick a different president. That's what was going on in 2016. 
Was anybody in the Democratic Party, like, I don't know, Hillary Clinton, being like, hey, stop that. What do you do? You can't do that. The answer would be no. No. They were doing what Trump did. Okay, they had lost the election, but they were riding it out. They were exhausting every conceivable option within the boundaries of the law to overturn the result and get the one they wanted. And that's exactly what they're arresting Donald Trump for today. Do you understand? That's not equal justice under the eyes of the law. Okay, that's a scam. That's exact. That's no other way to describe it. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. I don't doubt you are. Okay, because a lot of people are. And again, I'm not on the air right now making the case that Trump was a model citizen in the aftermath of the election because he wasn't. But you can't tell me that what he did is any different than what anyone else did. You can't. Okay, whether it's pressuring the Electoral College, whether it's saying it wasn't legitimate. No, no, but you don't understand. Trump also mentioned the voting machines. Don't forget, he talked about the voting machines. Oh, really? Because nobody's ever talked about them, right? I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know the hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. <laughs> I actually had a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. You hear Cory Booker calling the election a hackathon where virtually every machine was broken into? This is the Democrats in 2016. Some of them in 2018. That one clip is from right after the 2018 midterms. Flat out telling us, nah, they hacked the voting machines. Then the Democrats win in 2020. And they're like, oh, the voting machines are spotless. Anyone who questions them is a war criminal. They should die in the Hague. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. But the point I'm trying to make today, I'm not even defending Donald Trump. I mean, listen, there's a lot of things he did that were nuts. But I wouldn't trust the Democrats if I was him. Listen to the sociopathic nature of what I'm playing for you right now. The big allegation against Trump is he said the election was stolen. That someone in it, somebody interfered. All right, well, there's every Democrat on record, including ex-presidents, telling you that 2016 was stolen. Yeah, yeah, but you don't understand. He pressured the Electoral College. He wanted to overturn the Electoral College. Oh, okay, well, there's a montage of every Democrat trying to overturn the Electoral College in 2016. Trump is not being charged with anything the Democrats didn't also do. So if you want to tell me, fine, no one's above the law, that's why Trump's getting charged, just lock up everybody. Let them go hang out. They're all friends anyway. Okay, they all went to the guy's wedding. Think about that. 
Everybody, the Clintons went to Trump's wedding. They all hung out at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, they all hung out. They're all friends. Donald Trump used to be on The View all the time. Donald Trump's friends with Barbara Walters. Donald Trump, you know, used to go on Howard Stern when he was the king of all media. This is before he got gassier and crankier and became the Prince Harry of all media. But think about it. Every one of these people was fine with Donald Trump till he announced he was running for president. This is politics as usual. Of course it is. And people see through it. But I'm telling you because I care. It's a bad thing for the country. Because the people that are objectively watching this, that truly care about the country, realize right now we have tyranny. We have tyranny in our government destroying the country. Okay? And people are really in a bad spot emotionally. And they really want solutions. So if the Republican Party doesn't get off its ass and start fighting, they deserve to lose everything. I don't want to hear about the next. Oh, we got to win the next election. The problem's going on right now. The reason the country's as screwed as it is is because people just want to win elections. They just want to get into power. They just want to get the lobbyist money. They just want to get back on that gravy train. Okay? No, no, well, yeah, it is bad. That's why if you elect us, <laughs> sorry your house is on fire, but if you elect me, as a, I'm going to appoint a new fire commissioner, and we're going to get new trucks. No, no, it's on fire now. That's the point. Send a truck with water. Okay, the Republicans know better than the Democrats in this moment. They're letting it go straight to voicemail on the call from the American people. What the hell is the world coming to? Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Jason Chaffetz is coming by. We're going to get into some of your phone calls. Uh, my man, Harold, batting leadoff right now down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Harold. How you doing, sir? Thank you for taking my call. I agree with your statements that I just listened to. Mm-hmm. The Republicans Party's biggest problem is the Republicans. I don't like anybody in the field other than Donald Trump. That's right. the bottom line. None of those other gentlemen should be running. It should be Trump against whoever the... Democrats are going to find their lives. It might be Biden. I, I don't know. Where are all the black activists complaining about the two-tiered criminal justice system? Yeah. I was harassed by the IRS for $2,000. <laughs> all kinds of letters, this, that, and the other. They let Hunter Biden, two felonies, statute of limitations. Really? Yep. And nobody's, and nobody's talking about it. Where are all the black, all the criminals, where are the black activists complaining about how Hunter is being treated? Yep. Yeah, it's funny. Dana Perino had on an ex-cop today who got a completely different charge. Uh, you know, he got almost two years in prison for what Hunter did. Uh, and it was a excuse me. It was it was 10 months. But to be clear, it was 10 months and it wasn't even one tenth of the money like he owed them several thousand dollars. Hunter right. Biden was in arrears on a few million dollars and was getting no jail time. So, yeah, it's absolutely a two tier justice system. And people on the left, Harold, don't get that this doesn't end good for them, because what happens is if Democrats make this the norm, then the Republicans that succeed them down the road will make this the norm. And then the next thing you know, we just live in a country where whoever wins an election jails their opponents. And then the next thing you know, we don't have elections anymore. Well, well, I I don't have much faith in voting machines in North Carolina. You're not required to show an ID. When I went to vote for vote for Trump in 16. They couldn't find my name on a roll, so I showed them my driver's license. They freaked out. Oh, you can't do that. It's against the law. We can't look at your license. <laughs> well, I was, I was told it's Jim Crow to ask a black man for a license. 
Well, let me ask you something, Mr. Fahler. Mm-hmm. Do you, don't you think that if black people were being denied the right to vote, that would be on the news every day? <laughs> of course. Don't you? So, so where is this, all of this voter, voter, <laughs> Suppression. Uh, voter discrimination? Yeah. Where is it? It doesn't exist. That's the point. If one person, if one black person, one gay person, one trans person was denied the right to vote legally, they would have a federal building named after them. There would be a holiday right now. And we'd hear their name in every newscast from now until the end of time. It's all garbage. And even after they said that, Georgia broke the voter turnout record in the state and Stacey Abrams continued to insist there was suppression. Harold, we're living in the death of shame, and I'm just really glad guys like you see through it, my man. Good call. Back after this with Jason Chaffetz. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hosting the pants off of the show today, being joined now by a man, but you didn't hear this from me, could be hosting the show tomorrow. I'm talking about Jason Chaffetz in the house. Hey, man. Jason in the house. I can't believe you'd turn over the controls, but well, was, hey, yeah. if you if you, if you got to go, you got to go. I love how you're saying that as if there's not a gun pointed at me right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I, I consented to you hosting my show. Uh, <laughs> none of the listeners know this, but let me give them a heads up really quick. So I have a Fox Nation documentary called Moon Landing Factor Fiction. It comes out this Monday, August the 7th. Uh, Chaffetz, we are running such a tight ship here at Fox in terms of radio, TV, books, travel, stand-up, that you know what I'm doing tomorrow while you host the show? I am filming the raps for the documentary. Like, it comes out Monday, and we're finishing it tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's breaking news. I mean, it just happened, so I'm glad we cranked it out as fast as you did. But you want to know why it's actually we're filming the raps tomorrow? Because the I'm issuing a verdict in the documentary about whether or not we actually went to the moon. And it took me oh. till it took me till yesterday to decide how I truly feel. I'm not even kidding. Like really? that's that's how deep we went down the hole in terms of conspiracy, in terms of astronauts and everything in between. Uh, and uh, I will not reveal it on the air. Everybody will have to watch the doc. It comes out on Fox Nation Monday. It is called Moon Landing Factor Fiction. There's a lot of there's astronauts. William Shatner's in it it's good it's actually good chafe it's a couple of your old colleagues in the in, in the house are in it and I, i'm impressed no i know you've worked hard on this and yes. you're passionate about it but i i i thought it was interesting my wife the other day said and she's not a conspiracy theorist but she said you know you watch those old videos and you think really that that's what it looked like <laughs> Dude, like i know are we sure that wasn't a studio? <laughs> we went. I mean, when you go and you actually see the capsules, it's like we went to space in a dishwasher. You know what I'm saying? It was a Maytag dishwasher. It was a Maytag. <laughs> and they just shot it up on the tip of a rocket. But, you know, I don't feel bad for the they astronauts. put some more tin foil on it. Make it look spacey. Thank you. But I don't even feel bad for the astronauts. At least they knew what they were getting into. You know, I got to be honest with you, kind of got a raw deal. The monkeys we sent into space because they didn't know they were signing up for space. They were just like, oh, there's bananas in here. I think I'll go check it out. And the next thing you know, Curious George was on a rocket ride into the stratosphere. Like, thanks for the heads up, man, in the big yellow hat. Why don't uh, we do that again? I mean, would that not be the most watched show Instagram account ever? Monkeys in space? Monkeys in space. What could go wrong? (laughs) The Muppets did did pigs in space. 
pigs in space. I that remember, was didn't great. they send a dog? Didn't like the Russians? Yeah, the Russians send a dog? sent a dog. He didn't live. It was a whole to-do. Oh, he do. didn't? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, listen, it happens. A long season. Nobody goes undefeated. But uh, Jason Chaffetz is on the line. That capsule must have stunk like something. Ooh, not the Well, listen. Got eight, eight, eight astronauts in a, in a capsule for eight days with no potty. I wouldn't imagine as much better than what the dog was doing in there. Let's be Would clear. you go to the space station? Would you? Are you into space tourism? No. Um, uh, for the, <laughs> that was definitive. Yeah, no. Well, Why not? The thing. First of all, because it's not made for guys my size. I'm 6'1", 245. I weigh more than all three Apollo 11 astronauts combined. <laughs> when you go to the Neil Armstrong, the guy's like, you know, mid-fives, but he weighs like 120 pounds, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I I'm two Neil Armstrongs, so there's no way. <laughs> there's, there's no way. A Jimmy in space with that would be fun. I mean, we, they sent Senator Jake Garn from Utah into space mm-hmm. in the space shuttle. Yeah, that was a thing. And then you know they had the the recent like the Blue uh, Origin rocket. William Shatner was on. I interviewed yeah. him about that, and uh, that's kind of just like a hot air balloon ride. You go up high enough to see the curvature of the Earth and come back down. You know what I'm saying? You're not up there for days or weeks. You're not breaking out into space no. and floating in a no. suit. You're basically hey, if I'm going, I want to be floating out there in, full in space. weightlessness. Yeah. No, these guys are just going to show off on Instagram. Just... Hey, but I got to tell you, when I was in Congress, I did get an F-16 ride out of Hill Air Force Base here Ooh. in Utah. And they took me up to about 30,000 feet. Then they let the nose drop down, and oh. we went straight down oh, wow. to about 5,000 feet. We had experienced the whole weightlessness yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Oh, I loved it. It had to be amazing. Unbelievable. Jason Chaffetz is in the house, cheating death. Uh, we're doing all kinds of adrenaline tourism today. Here's some real adrenaline tourism in, in modern media. I want to take a few phone calls because we've been talking, before I get to them, Jason, about election integrity and about the fact that Trump's getting indicted for the third time today for essentially doing uh, a lot of what was done to him in the aftermath of the 2016 election. I mean, to be clear, we both heard plenty of Democrats saying it was stolen, right? That's right. They went to the floor of the House and they declared that we shouldn't certify and and everything that... uh... Donald Trump has said, Mm -hmm. they said out loud, aggressively, including Nancy Pelosi. Uh And let's not forget Adam Schiff and his role and the committee he sat on telling us night in and night out there was collusion as far as the eye could see. So how is that not undermining faith or defrauding the American people? Partnering with Russia, which turned out to be totally false and made up. Dude, I have a 24-minute montage of Democrats denying the legitimacy of the election. So, yes, there's... (laughs) But people forget this stuff, you know, because we're all a prisoner of the moment now because the news cycle you're living in becomes so omnipotent that it kind of just like thwarts any connection to the old day or the previous precedent. But I right. hold on to this stuff. And, uh, yeah, he's getting indicted for what they did. But the bigger issue here, and me and you have talked about this, is the country has a problem with election integrity if the last two elections ended with the losing side saying they lost. And there's no way this gets better in 2024 if we continue to vote in new and unprecedented ways. So don't you think on some level it would have benefited us after Trump, uh, his claims were done and, you know, Biden had been sworn in, if we actually had a bipartisan investigation into election integrity, if for no other reason than to generate buy-in? I'm not saying to drag Biden out of the White House. I don't know that we have proof of that. But wouldn't it have benefited the country to take that hard look into the election? Yeah, I think if we could make it truly bipartisan. I mean, you have Stacey Abrams, who still thinks she's the governor of, <laughs> of Georgia, right? I mean, and um, so you have plenty of people out there on the left who think that uh, it was fraudulent as well. Um, 
you know, what I worry about is is federalizing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what I think the Democrats ultimately want, but I think that would be the worst. These elections are essentially run by counties. Yes. And, and you know, certified at the state level by, say, an, a lieutenant governor or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, and so you got to tackle it at a local level. But I hate early voting. Yeah. I, I think everybody should vote on the same day Love that. with the same information, with a voter identification. Yeah, it worked for Long, long time, time, man. And I don't long know. Long time. Yes. And it, you had neighbors and friends and people you knew and like, hey, you don't live in our neighborhood. And, and Yep. And you know how they worked around that is they just started to call stuff like that racist and discriminatory. Yeah. Uh, we can't do the same. And everybody's like, whoa, all right. I guess we ought to give them their way. And, you know, that's. No, and the, don't yeah. and don't start voting. Mm hmm. Before you've had the debates. I mean, they, they, we saw that in yeah. Pennsylvania with Senator Fetterman. Yep. We saw that in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. They skipped the debate on foreign policy. Kind of an important thing for yep. the president of the United States. You don't say. <laughs> Vote after we actually heard the candidates, you know, at least fake it till then. If you're, you already decided, you've already decided. But F- Fake it till you take it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jason Chavis is on the line. Let's go to the calls. My man Dan is out in Pendleton, Oregon, and he is a veteran truck driver, and he has a plan. Right, Dan? Yeah, brother. Uh, yeah, just uh, just real quick story about your moon landing. Uh-huh. So the day, uh, July 21st, happened to be my brother's 10th birthday. Wow. My mom, our whole family went to our elementary school where they had a black and white TV, and my first grade teacher uh, her husband helped make the, the uh, outfits for the, for the astronauts. Oh, wow. Uh, right wow. there at Los Alamos Laboratory. So she was, like, ready to pass out when they literally got They didn't know what would happen. But yeah. anyway, for, for, back to the voting, if you have a foyer, meaning you go through a door, uh-huh. and then the next door is either, you know, Trump or whoever. And everybody knows that. So that's just the president. Once you go through that door, downline ballot, you know, whatever, it's all private. Uh-huh. But the point is nobody would see who you're voting for. Are you with me? Uh-huh. You've got an overhead camera, and we're just counting the people that went through the red or the blue door. It's so simple. Uh-huh. It, would, it would cut out all the cheating for president. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying me? throw some cameras in there. That, listen, yeah. I like where your head is at, but we're being told we can't even have cameras to track the cocaine in the White House. I don't know. That, <laughs> I, I don't know that we're getting cameras in every voting precinct. But Dan, and by the way, Jimmy, yeah, uh-huh. by the way, I drove a limo and a taxi in Vegas. It ain't New York, no question Whoa. about it. But yeah. what a job! I think everybody out of high school uh-huh. could drive a limo or a cab. They'd learn a lot more than they do in college. Would Would and you I, ever? What a life experience! Yes, I'll tell you too. You You learn so many things, and you also appreciate hand sanitizer. I got to be honest with you. You see some things. Dan, brilliant call. We'll do it again, brother. Thanks, buddy. God Thanks, my, my man. There he goes, the great Dan in Pendleton, Oregon. Yeah, Chaffetz, you do see things driving a taxi, driving around like that. Well, you smell things, too. Oh. I, I get it. Can I tell you something, though? This yeah. is this is real. I have never, from the, the very first time I opened a taxi for my very first shift, the way it works when you drive a taxi is you put your license, there's a, a holder behind your head where you're driving. Yeah. Okay, so the guy, you know, who's about to shoot you or stab you can see who he's taking out. I mean, I don't know why else it's there. Right. <laughs> just, I want to give you a good picture Perfect of what this concept. guy looks like. Yeah, yeah, okay. So anyway, it's there hanging up behind your head. So the first thing you do is you open the door and you put that 
license. You slide it into a slot so your passenger can see your license. Then you sit down and you lock, you turn the meter on and you start the car. So the very first time, I mean in my life, that I had ever opened a taxi door, to this day I don't know what I smelled, but the second I smelled it, I mean the split second, not 10 seconds later, not 20 seconds later, something hit my face and I somehow made a conscious decision to never use my sense of smell in a cab again. I've never smelled a cab, ever. I breathed out of my mouth for seven years. Like, and people would meet me and think I was weird, but it was just something that kicked in. It was like a survival instinct. And I actually never, I, I, I know cabs do fabulous things in terms of aromatic <laughs> give off, but I managed as a defense mechanism to never smell it. What do you think of that? Well, I don't know. I just worry about the guy who barfed in my taxi the night before. That's what I worry about. Yeah, that's, that's that. That's why I drove days. You see, that's the thing. When you drive nights, there's less traffic, but during the day, nobody throws up in your cab. You know, so you got to pick. You got to pick a weird poison. Last I was in New York, I didn't. I didn't take Uber. I took the, the good old traditional taxi, yeah, and it was great. It was you, a good experience. You're damn yeah, right, nice it guy. Was. Jason Chaffetz is on the line. Barry is out in L.A. Uh, Barry. Hey Jimmy, first off, I apologize to your call screener for being so combative with him. Second of all, <laughs> yeah. he needs it. So, Rough him up. He's filling in today. Give him the business. So, Go ahead. So, um, the reason why today is happening is because the, the Democrats are experts at exploitation, mm -hmm. and Republicans just let them get away with it. Mm -hmm. My the reason I got combative with your call screener, you know. Why are we – when we have a discussion about January 6, mm -hmm. 2021 right now, mm -hmm. why do we always start out the conversation January 6 was bad? It was two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. On January 7th, would, would our country be any different on January 7th if the January 6th insurrection had not occurred? Well, no, in, in, aside, from, yeah. aside from Ashley Babbitt still mm -hmm. being right. Mm -hmm. So we got to stop playing into their hand. And just it, all right, but it, I won't. I won't argue with you because I'm going to lose you to commercial break. But January sixth was bad. You can no, you know, it wasn't. Well, you, how again? Okay. How uh, January? How, how? Tell me. Tell me what would have been different on January. Not about 7th, what would be different. We're talking about what happened, Barry. I'm not. What? I can't carry again, the call along. But what I'm I, saying is, no, no, no the, you can't. The, south, the, south, the south side of Chicago every Saturday night is worse for America. That's than that's fine. But the capital of America being stormed oh. and breached is not Storm. anything other than half, bad. Half that's fine. That's Barry. That's fine. In. We'll take this up another time. And okay. thank you for the call, Barry. Right. Good call. Uh, listen, just so everybody understands, talking to you as the host of the show, I was on the air when January 6th happened. Of course it was bad. It wasn't good. It's not something you ever want to see again. The argument against January 6th is what they tried to turn it into. But the, as they tried to turn it into, they were overthrowing the government. The guy in the Chewbacca bikini was going to be the next president. Like, you can argue that. You can pick your battles and have targeted warfare. My real going forward gripe is I don't want to dwell on January 6th. I want to dwell on the fact that it was the end result of people questioning the election, which also happened in 2016. So what Chaffetz and I were talking about, Jason Chaffetz is on the line, is the fact that we really do need a collective buy-in to the legitimacy of these votes again. How do you do that, Chaffetz? Do you think anybody would ever be interested in a bipartisan committee, or do you think that gets framed as trying to undermine faith in the elections just because you want to look? No, I, th I think you, you should. I mean, that's what a responsible government is, uh, sh should be doing. Uh -huh. um, it's not going to happen before 2024, but there's several of those things. We need to look at how we do classification. We need mm -hmm. to look at election integrity. We should look at a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
And again, I don't think the consequence is all federal issue, and uh, I, I really don't. You may have to go to a commercial here. <laughs> Not yet. We've got a second. No, we, but, but yeah. you know, the one other thing I wanted to add with January 6th, it mm-hmm. was bad. It mm-hmm. was really of bad. Course. It should never, ever happen. But I also think the investigation that ensued afterwards was incomplete. Uh-huh. For them to have just Democrats convene a panel and not and have a Republicans ask questions, to not, you know, dive into what happened with the Capitol Hill police and all of the other security parameters, to not ask questions of Nancy Pelosi, who was in charge of security that day, it just makes it incomplete. And so you you won't have a complete picture of what happened. And again should never ever happen again that's why it should have been bipartisan but democrats wouldn't let it be bipartisan nope and they had nobody they wouldn't put anybody on the committee and uh, it's yeah. a, now it's all a scam and that's 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 a setback it's a lost opportunity yeah. is what i'm trying to say and that's the part i wish i wish we would have taken the time to look into yes. because the truth is that that environment that distrust hasn't gone away like there's no world understand where if if Trump wins, okay, or a Republican wins in 2024, the Democrats are going to say it's stolen. Like, we know that, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's what I'm saying. I think the script is supposed to be due by the end of the month. But, <laughs> well, they, this Hollywood writer strike is screwing them up. So they're well, just they're gonna... getting chat, GPT, or whatever they call it on it. So it'd be, AI will take care of this one. Funny, Jason. Keep the jokes coming tomorrow when you host the show. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You're the best. There he goes. The great Jason Chaffetz. There we go back after this. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trump's plane looking good. He is uh, backing out of Newark, New Jersey, flying into D.C. now for his third criminal arraignment. And uh, he is not going quietly. Trump on Truth Social just moments ago. Let me give you post one. I am now going to Washington, D.C. to be arrested for having challenged a corrupt, rigged, and stolen election. (laughs) (laughs) It is a great honor because I am being arrested for you. Make America great again. Listen, man, hate Trump all you want. My job isn't to make you like him. But if you don't respect the fighting spirit, okay, I, I mean, dude, you talk about a guy who is taking on everything, the criminal justice system, okay, everything, the government, the deep state, his own party. He just posted again. <laughs> he, just, he just posted again, man. This is amazing. Listen to this. Biden and his family steal millions and millions of dollars, including bribes, all caps, from foreign countries. And I'm headed to D.C. to be arrested, all caps, for protesting a crooked election, all caps. Unfair venue, all caps. Unfair judge. We are a nation in decline. MAGA. Yo, Trump ain't scared of nobody. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't think it's good for the country. But talking to you as a guy who grew up in a sports house, just seriously, the sheer ballsiness, the fearlessness, the fighting spirit of this man is like nothing you've ever seen. Wow. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are back in action for a big hour of Fox Cross America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be joined by the great Tommy Laren, OutKick host, someone who is not having it with the shenanigans in D.C. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I mean, I don't know why you would. Uh, Donald Trump has left via the plane. He is truth socialing all the way down to the U.S. District Courthouse in Washington. Our man Griff Jenkins is reporting live from the scene right now. It does seem peaceful and under control. It doesn't look insanely crowded. I would imagine there are some barriers to keep people from the scene, similar to when Trump surrendered at the courthouse down here. But isn't it crazy to know that we've never indicted a president in the history of the country, and now we're on our third one of these in the last month? It's like indicting Trump has become like a Fast and the Furious. They just keep making sequels. Trump indictment Tokyo Drift is up next. It's going to be interesting. But it's a bad look for the country. And i got to be honest, Axios wrote about this today. Trump is being indicted at the very time the worst information about Joe Biden is coming out. Okay, and i got to be honest with you. If Axios is writing about it, Axios, which is not exactly MAGA monthly, okay, if Axios is writing about it. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, think about this. Okay. Axios, okay, which, to be honest with you, Jonathan Swan did a great interview with Trump on HBO that became the subject of a million memes when they were debating things and Swan made some qui- <laughs> some quizzical faces that ultimately became popular uh, during the COVID period. But Axios, what I'm trying to say, is no fan of Donald Trump. Okay, I don't want to, you know, belabor the point. But Axios has a piece this morning. Trump's indictment blocks out Biden's bad news. You don't say, huh? That's so weird. Why in the hell would a Trump indictment come at the same time as Biden's bad news? This is politics as usual. Oh, it's so amazing because you understand that's exactly why this is happening. Um, We can get into the specifics of the indictment. okay? and I'm going to play you even some clips in this hour. From Bill Barr. This guy will say anything. Okay, well, one of the things Barr has said is he doesn't take Trump's side a lot lately, but he does say he would pick him over the Democrat. Okay, he doesn't like Trump. He doesn't think he's fit for office. He doesn't. Bill Barr says that. But at the same time, he says what the Democrats are doing to this country is 10 times worse than anything you're getting out of Trump's truth social account. Ergo, he would suck it up and vote for the conservative or vote for the Republican in this election. But that being said, without even getting into the policy... Let me just give you some very simple analysis, okay? Trump is being indicted today, okay, over his role in January 6th, okay? Do we have any new information about what went on that day? The answer would be no. Okay. They've had an impeachment over January 6th, happened in 2021. They had a made-for-TV with the help of an ABC producer aired in primetime. January 6th special committee that aired in primetime on purpose before the midterms. The Democrats did that, trying to weaponize January 6th the second time and leverage it against the American people. Okay, did that hearing contain any new information? The answer would be no. Does the Jack Smith indictment unearth any information we didn't have during the impeachment or the hearing? The answer would be no. Meaning this indictment that's coming today. Could have happened a year ago, 
and it could have happened a year before that. Tell them like it is. Okay, so why is it only happening now? We already know it's not because there's new information, which can mean it's only because of the timing. That's the only reason it's going on right now. Here it is. Axios, as of today, August 2nd, written this morning. Former President Trump's bombshell four-count indictment over his attempt to overturn the 2020 election monopolized media and political attention Tuesday evening, overshadowing a string of not-so-great stories for President Biden. Ha! So weird! I wonder what that's all about. Why it matters. As his most likely 2024 challenger faces a growing list of serious criminal charges, Biden faces his own political battles over his son's business dealings, the border, and the U.S. economy. Biden sucks. Nearly simultaneously with the indictment being filed, Fitch ratings downgraded the U.S. credit rating, citing the country's deteriorating fiscal position and political instability. Okay, understand... Hours before the wash, before that, the Washington Post reported that border officials are again seeing a rise in illegal border crossings after a low. So how about that? Border's out of control. It's surging again. Gas is up 30%, uh, 30 cents since last month. Okay. Our credit rating has been downgraded, which means it's going to cost us more money to borrow the money that we use to pay our bills. Okay. And with that, We also get news from Hunter Biden's business partner. Remember Joe Biden famously told us he had never once talked to his son's business partners? You are so full of s***. So much so that the Washington Post just gave him four Pinocchios, four Pinocchios for his lie that Hunter never made money in China. Come on, man. Okay, all of this went on in the last 48 hours. Somehow overlapping with the exact same moment Donald Trump just got indicted again. If you don't think there is some type of a correlation between one and the other, you're an actual crazy person. I'm not saying that. Again, I'm not. I Everyone listens to the radio like, well, I stick enough with Trump. You must be some like died in a wool Trump guy. Not even close. I don't have anything against Trump per se. I don't like the way he behaved in the aftermath of the election, but I'm not an activist. Like when this show is over today, you're not going to catch me on Twitter for eight hours posting graphics and try and get people to you know, post a certain way or think a certain way or vote a certain way. I'm not that guy. I feel like the best contribution I can make to our politics is giving you one person, okay, who gets on the air as a talk show host who's not sitting here with an agenda, not trying to influence an election, not screaming at the people who disagrees with them. I don't have any of that in me. I just don't care. I don't want to live that way. Okay, but understand, here is Joe Biden in 2020 at the debate. Okay, if you remember, he had the two debates against Donald Trump. I don't remember that ever happening. But this clip from October of 2020 was just given four Pinocchios now. Now, understand something. This is significant. Why is it significant? Because the proof that Hunter made money off China is several years old. So why are they only giving it four Pinocchios now? Because the evidence is rolling in. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Now, they're not admitting that, but that's what they realize. They see the way this Biden story is trending. And they go, dude, at some point, we're going to look like liars for playing along with the Hunter Biden laptop thing. At some point, we're going to look like liars for saying Biden never talked to his son's business partners. At some point, we're going to look like liars 
for all the times Biden said things and none of us pushed back, not even a little tiny bit. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And this isn't them trying to bring it back to life. This is just them trying to cover their on that one. Okay, here is Biden, October of 2020, clip 23. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. You're a liar. Okay, Hunter Biden just admitting in his testimony that he failed to pay taxes on millions of dollars from China. Think about that. Okay. Hunter Biden's plea deal contradicts. Okay. It contradicts what Joe Biden just said. But we're not done. Here's the rest of it. Clip 24. None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, and various other places. He made a fortune. My son. And he didn't have a job. Think about that. Okay. Made a fortune. And he didn't have a job. Hunter's a dirtbag. Now, do you understand, okay, what Trump is saying is true. Let me give you the rest of this exchange, clip 25. China ate your lunch, Joe, and no wonder your son goes in and he takes out, he takes out billions of dollars, takes out billions of dollars to manage. He makes millions of dollars. And also, while we're at it, why is it, just out of curiosity, the mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? Think about that. What did he, And Joe Biden goes, that's not true. That's not true. That is a lie. Biden's lying. OK, I'm going to give you more. Here's the end of the exchange. Clip 26. Did Bruce there was a report. 183,000 a month what, what, with what, no what, experience what, in energy. What, Look, Look, my son did nothing wrong at Burisma. I think he did. Mr. President, let him answer. He doesn't want to let me answer because he knows I have the truth. His, his position has been totally, thoroughly discredited. By who? <laughs> really quick. So here you go. Devin Archer. Okay. Testified. Sealed testimony today. Now you understand where this starts. Joe Biden's telling you my son didn't make any money ever. Didn't make any money in China. <laughs> okay. Trump then says, then why did the wife of a Russian oligarch send your son three and a half million dollars? Biden says, that's not true. (laughs) My son didn't do anything in Ukraine. Do you get it? If Biden is lying about what his son did, he's lying about what he did. You are correct, sir. That's why this is an issue. Through what they're uncovering... They've come to prove Biden lied about everything, lied about the laptop, lied about his son, lied about talking to his son's business partners, lied about knowing what kind of business his son was in. Here's a 2011 uh, letter from Joe Biden on vice presidential stationery to Devin Archer that was turned over to the committee. Biden wrote Devin Archer, I apologize for not getting to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was unable to escape my hosting duties with President Hugh. That was Hugh Jintao of China. Hope I get uh, president of China, by the way. So Hunter Biden's not only at a luncheon with the president of China, but he's bought his business partners with him. You know, the ones that Biden supposedly has no idea who they are. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. I apologize for not getting to talk at the luncheon yesterday. My hosting duties with President Hugh. Hope I get a chance to see you soon with Hunter. 
I hope you enjoyed the lunch. Thanks for again for coming. I'm glad you guys are together. That's Joe Biden's letter to Devin Archer. Is that the man who didn't know what his son was doing in business? The answer would be no. Of course not. And that's why Trump is going to take another perp walk today. Because the walls are closing in, but they ain't closing in on Trump. They're closing in on Biden. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. If you were listening to the show earlier, I told you there is a tribute... To the late, great Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, tonight at Grauman's Chinese Theater in L.A. (laughs) Joining me now is a man who will be stuck in Oklahoma, but is one of the stars of that movie, the co-host, the most notorious bicycle thief in the world. My dear friend Mark Holton returns to the show. Holton! Hey, buddy. I got... Uh, thanks for thanks for doing that, man. I hope people just absolutely uh, make that you know overflow into the street. And if you're if you're going, if you if you want to see the movie where it premiered in that historic theater, you can also, if, if you'd like to, take a, a flower along. Aww. And Paul uh, Stars pretty much right there. I, you can I do that on the way in on the Walk then, of Fame. Um, yeah. Yes, on the Walk of Fame. And uh, anyway, uh, I appreciate you giving me that time. And I want your fans to know that uh, after I had to decline because it was a, just a physical Im- impossibility for me to do the introduction, which breaks my heart, um, I'll let you know about it after I had to decline that or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh. Bless your heart, man. You said, said, go. I'll send you the plane ticket. What are you under house arrest? <laughs> well, which made me feel a lot better. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not about me uh, mm-hmm. doing the thing. I'll be I'll be in there. I'll be there in spirit. You know, yeah, you'll be on the so. screen now. Just to be clear, before you hand me the Man of the Year award, I did say I would get you a plane ticket. Uh, I didn't say what airline. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. That, now that you mention it, uh, it's probably a blessing that I uh, you were you were flying from I waited so long to let you know. Yeah, you were flying from Oklahoma to California with a connection in Moscow. It was one of those, yeah, exactly. you know, those Spirit exactly. Airlines flights that save you nine dollars, but you actually it's a three day trip. <laughs> you wouldn't have, you oh wouldn't have been God. there in time. I didn't say where I'd get you the plane ticket to. I just said I'd get you the plane ticket. <laughs> well, I made the mistake of flying uh, to L.A. on Allegiant. Oh wow! And uh, and and boy, you talk about bare bones. I thought I was on a military transport, oh. <laughs> you know, to Guantanamo Bay or something. You, know, Dude, you know. know, you know, it's bad when the pilot puts out a tip cup. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, this guy would have been shit out of luck. He wouldn't have gotten a tip from anybody on that plane. I don't think. No, I don't. Not the way he flew. Uh, it was dicey. But uh, Mark yeah. Holton is on the line. Uh, he's hipping the listeners. To the fact that there is a tribute tonight to the late great Paul Rubens uh, at Grauman's Chinese Theater right there on Hollywood Boulevard. 
right uh, on the sidewalk where Pee Wee's star happens to be, where Paul Rubens' star happens to be. Uh, I will have you know, Mr. Holton, that this has remained top-tier news at Fox all week long. I've gotten emails from executives about our interview. Uh, You know, obviously Kennedy, who's out in Hawaii, has been, you know, nonstop texting me from her surfboard because of how much we love Pee Wee. And uh, we had like a a little Pee Wee watch party yesterday in my office with Brian Brenberg. You heard about that in the radio. And Jenny and I. Absolutely. You and Brenberg were hilarious. Uh, I see. I carried that. The whole damn movie. I was just like. I can't believe this. These guys know the movie. Dude. And they, you know, and then you just proceeded to, to act out the entire damn movie. And I'm going, my God, this is wonderful. Oh, anyway. buddy. Well, this uh, is the thing. Uh, tonight, it's Grauman's Theater. It's Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, it's a hot one, man. You know, I was just on the boulevard filming stuff for this moon landing documentary. We were interviewing people uh, on the boulevard about whether or not they thought we went to the moon. And uh, uh-huh. the odd thing about it is I'm pretty sure I met some people who've been to the moon. You know, oh, you, I'm sure you did. There are some <laughs> real winners on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Didn't you tell me after the naked gun you were walking down the street on the boulevard and someone yelled at you, it's Enrico Palazzo? It was either Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset, but it was just <laughs> right there in that main strip. You know (laughs) what? Let me ask you this of all the movies you've been in. okay? and I'm not even going to talk about Leprechaun, the biggest Oscar snub maybe in the history of film. okay? but when you talk about Pee Wee, when you talk about Teen Wolf, when you talk about the naked gun, what is the movie that pops the most for you when you're walking around that people relate you to? Oh, definitely. uh, Hands down. It's it's big adventure. Wow. You know, Francis, Francis Buxton. And they knew there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, they just they can't they can't put Francis Buxton in the body of a serial killer like Gacy. <laughs> and I'm going, OK, yeah, I get it. Um, I had one big biker guy, you know, tell his wife, said, no, I'm never going to see that movie. No, you stop <laughs> it. They're all going to see Why? it. Holton, we're going Why? to commercial because of Why? advertising. I love you. Be well. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together on a Thursday. It's getting hot out there in these streets. Folks, if you were looking, you damn right she is. And I was rushed about to introduce her. But joining us now on the show. <laughs> we have a guest producer today. He's just explaining to me how radio works. And thank you. I mean, if you're listening to the show so far, you probably didn't think I knew. Uh, but she's a superstar fan favorite on the program. She has a phenomenal show on Outkick that we watch twice a day in my house. Tommy Laren back in the house. Hey, girl. Oh, good to talk to you. You know, it's always great to spend slow news weeks with you, Jimmy. So I always (laughs) appreciate you bringing me on to fill time. Well, apparently I'm making it sound like it's a slow news week because my guest producer just told me you were on the phone. I was like literally about to say your name. And he's like, Tommy's on the phone. (laughs) Good for you, Toldy. (laughs) Too funny. Uh, But yes, obviously a lot going on. But I want to hold on. I want to cut to the chase. Because I had a fancy intro all worked out, but we, it's not important now. Just stick with me. Okay, did I read correctly that you were blocked by the White House, or at least they pressured Facebook to turn the algorithm against your COVID posts? 
Uh, yeah, you did. You did hear that correctly. So thank goodness we've got House Judiciary and Jim Jordan paying attention to all this, getting the Facebook files, right? Because we're learning that the White House was really working to coerce uh, Facebook and other social media entities to uh, reduce people like myself. Mm-hmm. So my name was mentioned in these Facebook notes, you know, when Facebook used to meet with the White House during the COVID era and they used to have their little powwows, okay? Um, they brought up my name several times and Rob Flaherty, that little weasel over in the White House, the digital director, he mentioned my name several times and asked if it would be possible to, you know, just tweak the algorithm a little bit so that people on Facebook would see more of the New York Times and authoritative sources and less of people like Tommy Laren. So I wear it like a badge of honor, but apparently this Rob Flaherty fellow is the captain of my fan club because he seemed to talk about me a whole lot. (laughs) Wow, Tommy Laren. That's crazy to me. But you know what's even crazier, okay? We can get into these people who, uh, who hate watch you because they love you because that is a thing like I know that's a thing you got a lot of nerds in DC that are like she's the devil do you think she'll call me did she say anything (laughs) about me (laughs) you have a lot of nerd haters okay they exist but getting past that you were right about what you were posting that's the part people need to realize it goes beyond the government censoring people and, and colluding with big tech it's the fact that the message they were pushing was wrong so on two fronts it really is kind of despicable is it not Oh, it is. And let's keep in mind, you know, I've talked a lot about COVID vaccine efficacy and I've talked about the side effects, you know, but what they actually wanted to censor at that time wasn't even all of that. They couldn't even call it misinformation or disinformation because what they really wanted to censor, and they mentioned it several times, is that I posted that I won't get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. That is what they were obsessing over, is that I was telling my 4.7 million followers on Facebook, hey, Tommy Lahren, not going to get the vaccine. That is what they were so ruffled about. So it's even worse than trying to call it misinformation, disinformation. What is misinformation or disinformation about a personal choice that I made in my life? Riddle me that one, Rob Flaherty. (laughs) Tommy Lahren on the line, if you're just joining us, talking about the scam in Washington. I mean, I got to be more specific than that because there's a few of them going on right now. But it is. Is it not a little curious to you? Okay that we get all of this bombshell testimony about the Bidens and Trump is getting indicted for something today that he could have been indicted for a year ago or two years ago. Just that alone, isn't the timing a little suspicious? Yeah, it's always very convenient because then the news networks, and I use the word news very lightly, they have an excuse because then they don't have to talk about Biden and Devin Archer and Hunter. They can just talk about Trump because they say, well, you know, this is a former president. He's being indicted for the third time. We got to cover this. And it gives them an excuse not to cover the actual concern, which is Joe Biden influence peddling allegedly as vice president, maybe even as president. So it gives them that that interesting way of just getting around that and then validating it because of the Trump news. But, you know, with this whole January 6th thing, good luck convincing the world that Donald Trump didn't and doesn't believe the 2020 election was stolen. Good luck with that. (laughs) But what's funnier than that, too, is like everything he's, uh, you know, being charged with was done after 2016. They tried to pressure the Electoral College. They challenged the vote certification. They said it was stolen every day for three years. So at the very least, if they're going to, you know, arrest Trump, shouldn't they just arrest everybody at this point, make like a reality show out of the hearing? 
Well, we know that's not going to happen. Of course. I mean, come on, let's not of be course. naive here. We know that only certain people have to follow the letter of the law. Uh, uh-huh. But, yeah, this whole thing boils down to free speech. And the funny thing is the indictment even mentions that Donald Trump has the right to free speech, but then the rest of it goes on to say how he shouldn't have the right to free speech or his free speech should be less than because we yeah. know likey Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what this this childlike indictment reads like to me, like playground crap. Yep. It is. It's embarrassing. We're talking to Tommy Lahren. Uh, but I'm, I'm still sold on the idea of like the next. The, we're heading in such like a tabloid direction with our politics because it is, as you said, it's a tabloid indictment for all intents and purposes. And if that's where we're going to take this, we should just decide the next election with a talent show like Trump can insult people. Biden can fall three times on the way up the stairs and then we vote at the end. Would you sign up for an America's Got Talent election? I mean, isn't that essentially what we've got now? I mean, I'm actually surprised the Democrats are not pushing for, like, American Idol-style voting. Like, hey, just text the number <laughs> to vote for Joe five times. Oh. You know, text the number on your screen to vote for your favorite. And, you know, it's okay. Vote once, vote often, <laughs> vote as many times as you like. You know, vote for – just like American Idol. I'm actually surprised they haven't come up with that one yet. Uh, it's probably coming. <laughs> Dude, Tommy Lahren's on the line. Uh, we're both on a government watch list right now because of this phone call, so I hope everyone's enjoying it. Because you're not wrong. The next election, we have a population of 330 million people. They'll get 510 million votes, and then they'll tell us we should go to jail for asking why. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's such a scam. Like, I laugh about it because it's a coping mechanism. I'm trying to keep the mood light for people. But you're watching, like, real tyranny in Washington right now, and it's a tough, it is, it's a tough thing to be around. Um, let me ask you this in terms of 2024 implications. Should other Republicans be pushing back harder or can you not blame them for kind of straddling the fence, given that it does benefit them on some level if Trump goes away? Well, listen, I think we all know Donald Trump only wants loyalty from one person at this point, and that's Ron DeSantis, because he's not calling for every other candidate to drop out and, you know, give their money over to him or give their money to his legal defense team or to some other initiative. It's really just Ron DeSantis that he demands absolute loyalty from. And, you know, that's obvious why. I mean, that's the biggest competition, the biggest competitor there. But listen, I I have to be honest, Mm -hmm. as much as I think that Donald Trump is being witch hunted again, Mm -hmm. I also am rather frustrated that we're coming up on a 2024 election that is crucial for the American people. Mm -hmm. And yet we are talking so little about the American people, whether it's coming from the Biden investigation side or the Trump indictment side. We're spending our time ping ponging between the two. And I'm really not hearing either of those entities talking about the American people. And, you know, we matter Mm -hmm. at some level here. I I feel badly for Donald Trump what he's going through. I don't feel bad for Joe. But where are we in this puzzle piece? Because it feels like we're getting pushed off to the outskirts here. Yeah, yeah. There's no no question. We've been put in the corner. You know, they said in Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in a corner. But there's a lot of babies in the corner right now, Tommy Lahren. You're not kidding, dude. Not good. Um, You know what I you know what I think, too? I think I agree with pretty much everything you said, but are you telling me DeSantis is a bigger threat than Asa Hutchinson? <laughs> oh, I know it's hard to believe, right? Um, I, yeah, that's that's the thing, and you know everybody is already trying to lock this up like it's going to be Trump as the nominee. But I have taken polls very lightly ever since the 2016 election when they told us that Hillary had an over 90 percent chance of winning on election mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. So I take polls very lightly. This is not a coronation. This is a yeah. nomination. So. Mm-hmm. Let's wait a second. Let's see how everything unfolds. And I would like to hear more about what each candidate's going to do for the American people. Yep. I don't.
don't think that's too much to ask. No, definitely not. It'd be good if everybody showed up to the debate. Uh, that'd be good. Let them hash it out on the stage. And you're right to say it would be good if we actually started talking about America and issues, because right now it, it is a reality show now, you know, and it's it's a food fight. And I don't know how this ends good for anybody. But I don't know, Tommy, uh, either way you slice it, you and me are going to be in The Hague no matter who wins this thing. I think I think we're getting deep stated in like the next two hours. I hope you're a good. Well, you know, Jimmy- Go ahead. I'm I'm wondering, too, if you've gotten any answers from up top on this. But I think that, you know, maybe they said that you and I were going to be the alternates to Martha McCallum and Brett Baer for that debate. (laughs) I don't know. Am I hearing this correctly? Are we like the JV getting ready to be called up? I don't know. I know you were working on it. I was told. I didn't know if you got any answers. I was told they would get back to me. Uh, that it's not it's not official yet. They weren't re- really to make the commitment, I guess, because of logistical concerns. Uh, they yeah, we couldn't do the White House debate, but they said we could do the Waffle House debate. I just got the note. So well, get, hey, that get, might be more fun anyway. Thank you. Get some hash browns, and I'll see you at the counter. All right, girlfriend. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> be, good. Be well. The great Tommy Laren, watch her on Outkick religiously. She doesn't care. She's just a regular human pulling no punches, throwing the fastball so much so that she's got 4.9 million followers on Facebook and she's on a government watch list. Actually, okay, the Jim Jordan documents that he turned over this week show that the Biden administration was pressuring Facebook to limit the reach of her posts. Yo, that's not legitimate. Everybody in Washington who's talking to you about rights and your freedoms and protecting democracy and everything in between, they're the ones breaking all the rules. Okay, it really is a scam, man. And, uh, you know, it's basically what they're trying to do. And this is very important when it comes to the indictments of Trump, when it comes to the Mueller probe, okay, when it comes to everything that's gone on since Trump defeated Hillary. Okay, they're essentially just trying to fireproof future elections to make sure we pick the person they want. Okay, they're, you know, I do believe within reason they'd let us pick certain Republicans. It's not to say a Republican couldn't win, but they absolutely positively are not going to let us elect Trump again if they can help it. Okay, that's where the indictments come into play. That's where, again, we had a January 6th impeachment followed by a January 6th committee. Now we have a January 6th indictment. The one thing all three of those things have in common is the same evidence, meaning Trump could have been indicted for this two years ago based on what we now see in the indictment, which means this is just political theater designed to obstruct his progress, drain his resources, and make him spend the campaign fighting a legal battle instead of running for president. I don't think it's lost on our KTBB listeners and Tyler. Uh, Well, Steve is actually in Longview. Yo, Steve! Thanks for taking my call. For sure, man. What's going on in East Texas? Hey, very quickly, I think what's happened here is we made a big mistake on November 4th, 2016. (laughs) The media, Republicans, Democrats, everybody told us, do not elect Donald Trump. We gave him the big middle finger and did it anyway. And that exposed them as frauds because they've been holding on to power through intimidation and fear since the 1960s. They're on a campaign to burn this place to a ground if they have to to keep and hold that power. Listen, it's a hard thing to watch, but make no mistake about it. They could not live with Trump with an outsider being in charge. And it's not to say Trump's Absolutely. always. Yeah, it's not even to say he's a choir boy, but nothing Trump has done is remotely close to as bad as what they're doing to him. 
you know. Right. And, and, and can I add one thing quickly, yeah. Jimmy? Uh-huh. If you and the comedy dwarf make too much common sense and get the boot at Fox, you have a gig in line. With your charisma and your skills, I say you rejuvenate that taxicab confession. <laughs> Steve, we always knew this show was going to end with me back in a cab. Uh, at least you've lined up a better version of that. Uh, thanks for the call, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. How about Steve? He says, Jimmy, you belong back in a taxi. That's what he said. It sort of sounded like a vote of confidence. But because he lumped me in with Gutfeld, the comedy dwarf, here's the problem. Gutfeld couldn't drive a cab. He can't see over the steering wheel. What are we going to do? I don't know that the TLC, the Taxi and Limousine Commission, is going to let you put three phone books in the taxi for him to sit on. I don't know how you reach the pedals if that happens. I'm not saying that to disparage the guy. I love him. Okay. Gives me a, a lot of notoriety. In fact, you want to talk about things? You know, I tell you guys things on, on the radio that you're not supposed to know that go on here at Fox. You guys have the highest security clearance in the world. Uh, August the 28th. It is a Tuesday night. I am sitting in for the King of Late Night. I will be hosting his show again. <laughs> Top secret. Top secret. Okay, but I'll be hosting on the 28th. So 10 o'clock show. It's the number one show in Late Night. You're talking to the host, at least for one night anyway. I'm going to barricade myself into the studio. I'm not, let it... <laughs> I'm not leaving. Uh, I will also that weekend uh, on Saturday night, August the 26th, be hosting Fox News Saturday night at 10 p.m. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know I'm just the guest host, but that's still cool because I'm also the most talented host. I mean, it's not nothing. That's got to be something, right? I'm just getting arrogant now, but I'm being silly. Quick break. We're back after this. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, about to become your TV buddy when this is over. I am scheduled to be on the Sean Hannity Show with a live studio audience tonight at 9 p.m. Of course, we got a lot of breaking news. Trump is arriving in D.C. He just landed at Reagan National Airport in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, Trump is heading over to the federal courthouse where he will surrender at 4 p.m. Not a great look for the country. Of course, if he speaks later tonight, the end result could be me getting bumped off the show. I don't know. I'm scheduled to be on Hannity, but Sean might look at Trump and look at me and be like, Get him out of here. Get him out. That could be the end. Could be the end of your radio, buddy. I might just be sitting in Sean's green room eating craft services, which is, listen, absolutely fine with me. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. Now, listen, just so everybody knows, I'm going to break this to you gently so people don't find themselves in a bad emotional place when they turn on the radio tomorrow. I am going to be off the radio tomorrow, okay? I know. I understand. I understand. I understand. But dig this. I will be filming raps for my Fox Nation moon landing documentary that comes out on Fox Nation this Monday. I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. Okay, so you'll see me all over your TV promoting that last next week. I'll be obviously on the radio every day next week as well. Uh, but tomorrow, this is crazy. So we traveled the country to shoot this documentary. Okay, I interviewed Jim Jordan at the Capitol, pretty wild. Interviewed uh, William Shatner out in L.A. Interviewed, my goodness gracious, Bill Whitting, science genius. 
rocket engineer, guy who knows everything about everything. We inter- inter- interviewed the legendary Bart Sabrell, who got popped in the face by Buzz Aldrin. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Well, Buzz Aldrin did. Uh, Bart is on a government kill list, according to him. He said he's on the government CIA kill list, which is fascinating. Because how do you find out you're on a CIA kill list? Do they send you a save the date? Do you get like a check on t- on Twitter? I don't know. I've never resolved that issue, but he's part of the documentary. We talked to a lot of astronauts. We went to the Neil Armstrong Museum in uh, Wapakoneta, Ohio last week. We, of course, famously, I don't know if you heard about this, out in L.A., there's a Pee Wee's Big Adventure tribute tonight at Grauman's Chinese Theater. We were doing interviews outside the theater a few weeks ago and got into a couple of vicious dust-ups with a lot of security. It was wild. Uh, and all of this culminates this Monday on Fox Nation, so give it a go. And go tune into Fox News now that I'm going off the air because we're going to see Trump get indicted uh, at 4 p.m., which is garbage. But be a Republican, be a Democrat. Don't be a... It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.